Hello and welcome to the North America Gaelic Football Podcast, the home of Gaelic football here in North America. I'm your host, Gareth McAlinden, along with our co-host, Limerick's finest, Connor Green. Before we get started, quick shout out to our sponsors, Mesita, who have been the official sponsor of the USGS since 2017. Mesita do have a couple of club specials going on at the moment, so if anybody is interested in getting involved with them uh, for the upcoming season with jerseys, gear, polo shirts, well, you name it, they'll be able to put a package together for your needs. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Ben Ewing and Tom Brady. No, not our famous number 12 from New England, but Tom Brady from Dublin. So, Blads, what's the crack with you? How's everything yeah. going? Oh, good. Thanks for having great, us. Great, guys. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah, let's, let's just kick it off. Ben, if you want to just start us off there, uh, just talk to us a little bit about your journey uh, of Gaelic football, where it all began and where it all lies now. Yeah, sure. Uh, like I said, I've been with the Cougars since uh, 2019, so this would be my fifth season. And, uh, you know, I, I picked up the sport. That was my first year playing. Um, I got introduced to it by studying abroad in Ireland during college. Uh, spent a semester at Trinity College and, uh, you know, never really played, was able to get to a couple games, went to Croke Park and, you know, always thought it was, you know, a great sport and be fun to check out at some point in my career. Um, so, uh, yeah, back in 19, I found the club online, reached out to them and, and started playing um, and kind of fell in love with the sport right away. So it's been it's been a fun challenge. I grew up playing soccer, played soccer in college here in the U.S. So to kind of transition to a new sport has been a really fun uh, experience for me and, you know, kind of get to know uh, a bunch of the guys that, that play here and, and, you know, be part of the new community. So it's been a blast. Tom, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, well, just first, he would, just so you all know, with Ben, he's uh, he's actually one of the, the first guys on the team sheet for us. He's, he's uh, an excellent player. And I found that with guys who have played soccer or basketball, those skills are very transferable to Gaelic football. But Ben's uh, his, his speed um, and his footwork is... Uh, stands out so much for us and the tackling as well which actually surprised me but uh, it's not like he's making up the numbers for us he's Ben's a, he's, he's one of the first guys on the team sheet as I said um just wanted to say that <laughs> and but my journey started with Nafina in Dublin that's my home club in Glasnevin and I would have played hurling and football equally all the way up at underage and I represented Dublin Senior Hurlers for seven years uh, from in 2006 to 2012. And then I was with the Dublin Senior Footballers from 2013 to 2016. So four years with the footballers. And then two years after that it was June 2018, uh, moved out to L.A. So I'm here nearly uh, exactly five years um and been with the cougars for all that time what project you LA, tom uh just curious now that's quite the move there yeah just it was a work opportunity it wasn't on my radar um but i worked in construction and property development back home in dublin and it was just an opportunity arose with the property developer out here in la and i just i came out for a few days just to check it out um really liked it went back to dublin and i was 
thought, Jesus, there's no way I could move out to LA. I was 30 at the time. Um, but I just, you know, when you have a kind of a, a good feeling and it, it didn't, uh, it didn't go away for a couple of months. So I just said, I'd, I'd go for it. And, and that was it. So they're actually Irish lads are the, the guys who own the company here. So there was a, that bit of connection from Dublin as well. So yeah, really enjoying it so far. Yeah. Can you talk to, a bit, uh, to us a bit about the, the Cougars now? Cause you're, you're not around for too, too long. Am I right in saying that? Is, was it around 2018 that the club started? I think the club, you know, Owen Gagan, our, our club president, might give us a scolding after this. But I think the club started in 2015 um, after some of the guys who used to play for the Orange County Geese, uh, but were kind of more Los Angeles County based, uh, split off and started doing their own thing just with, you know, travel here in Southern California. It's not always easy to fight the traffic on the 405 to get down to Orange County. Uh, so some of the boys started their own club and it's kind of grown since then. Um, so again, I think 2015 was the first year, uh, as a club and, you know, what started off as, you know, they might get five to 10 guys at training. Um, you know, we now routinely get 30 to 35 guys, uh, every week at training, which is just great to see. And that's just men. That's not, uh, is that like the ladies, uh, as well, or is that just all, all men? That's just men. Yeah. Um, we don't currently have a women's team about three, four years ago, some of the ladies who were associated with the club started their own, uh, team called the Mulhollands. And I think, you know, with COVID and it was tough to kind of keep momentum up. So I don't believe they're playing this season, but you know, the goal is to try and support them and make sure that they can get back playing hopefully next season or, you know, beyond 150 community members and 60 registered players. Um, so all men. So yeah, we've gone from strength to strength the last couple of years, even particularly this year. We've, uh, I'd say 15, I think 15 new registered players. So for some reason this year, we, we've a, a big influx. Um, but it's the, with the Cougars, the inclusivity with Americans and other nationals is very important for the, the strength of our club. We've, Italians, we've um, English, Americans, obviously, and some of our American players are our strongest players. As I said, Ben and our goalkeeper is American, one of our other defenders and one of our f other forwards, Curtis, they're some of our, our strongest players. So I think that, that helps, you know, the growth of the club here in LA. I mean, 60, or 60 registered players, that's, that's phenomenal. Not many clubs, uh, you know, you look at obviously the big cities like Boston and Chicago and San Francisco, uh, even Philadelphia. Some of them clubs, senior clubs, are not getting those numbers, uh, register players. So that's, I mean, testament to you lads for what you are doing. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, what are you guys doing for, you know, recruiting new players? Are you guys hitting uh, colleges, high schools, social media, uh, networking groups? What's kind of your go-to? I think our president, uh, Owen Gagan, uh, has done a really, really good job of kind of leading from the top in terms of making sure that the club is is really well organized. You know, we've got a full board um, of six, I believe, kind of each person has their own job. And uh, one of those members is head of recruitment, um, a gentleman named Patty who works for us. And, you know, he's kind of constantly thinking of different, you know, creative ways to get uh, you know, people to come out to even try the game just once. 
Um, so, you know, obviously it's easier to get Irish guys involved. And now that the club is, has been around and is fairly established, you know, when new guys come over from Ireland, uh, it's not too hard to find the club and there's probably a pretty good chance they've already heard of us. But in terms of trying to get Americans or, um, you know, anyone else around LA, we've done events such as on St. Patrick's day, we hosted a bar night, um, and we're literally passing out flyers, um, there's an Aussie rules team here in LA, uh, called the dragons who we've done some kind of shared events with, uh, to try and get some of those boys over. And, um, a couple Australians have now started playing with us as they've, you know, kind of got to know the, uh, the football side and, and have really enjoyed, you know, kind of playing both. And some of the guys even gravitate, frankly, more towards playing Gaelic as opposed to Aussie rules. So I think just in terms of kind of trying to be creative in different ways to, you know, get our name out there, whether that is social media or in-person events, uh, the clubs really put, put a lot of emphasis on on the recruitment side. Uh, ben, have you ever heard of uh, the international rules that they used to do years ago? I have, yeah. A lot of, a lot of the guys who uh, play on the Aussie rules team have, have lived in various places in Asia, and they've they've talked about the uh, the international rules, and it sounds like a pretty funny... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a good it's a good game. It's a great game to watch. We, we were myself and uh, Gareth were actually talking about there's a, there's a Boston team there. I think they're called the Boston Demons. Um, we were talking about playing it, playing them in a game there sometime. I, th I think I saw some teams up in uh, Canada have been doing it. But yeah, it's 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 a good game. It's it's pretty much if I remember right, it's like Gaelic football, but you can rug you can rugby tackle and. Um, there's a hilarious clip there years ago of a, of a Jack Russell. Do you remember that one, Gareth? I was at that uh, game. Yeah, yeah. Jack Russell ran onto the field during the international rules game. They couldn't get it off for about two or three minutes, I would say. And and the the dog actually got a touch on the ball and everything. But it, it's Aussie rules is an inter, or the international rules is an interesting one because it kind of feeds off both clubs, right? Because both of them are in different seasons. So when I was talking to the lads in the Boston Demons, their like nationals are in like I think it's October. Yeah, so it's not really right. it's not really in our season. You know, when we're thinking of like the Gaelic football season, we're talking about the summer, you know, and then we've got nationals in August. Then we're kind of like, all right, where do we go from here? You know, that Aussie rules then is a good like, you know, hey, let's just keep it going. We feed off each other. You know, two clubs are better than one. I feed off each other. You get the benefits of getting new players. They get the benefits of getting Gaelic footballers. You know, that's obviously going to help for the skill of that game. So, yeah, I think. Uh, like kind of partnering with those Aussie rule clubs are a fantastic idea. And I think it's something that more clubs should be looking into. So with 30, with 30, 30 lads, uh, sorry, 60 registered players, how many teams have you got put in this year? Uh, we're two teams. So we're hoping to, this would be the first year in club history that uh, we'd send two teams to nationals. So our, our first team would be in the internet uh, intermediate division. And kind of like we were talking about, I think before we started taping is, trying to figure out where we can place that second team, um, whether that's junior B or, or would it be junior C? Uh, but either way, it's been a big, you know, point of emphasis for the club this year to try and make sure that we can get two full teams uh, out to Denver. Makes an awful difference though, having two teams, you know, you know, having that, that first team that you can really take seriously. And then the, the second team, that's a bit more about development and having, having a good time and all that and picking up, you know, the basics. Yeah. I think especially in terms of, you know, recruitment, trying to get, you know, non-Irish, the good thing about our first team becoming so strong and kind of improving every year is that, you know, we're able to contend for trophies at, you know, higher and higher levels. You know, the downside of that is when you are trying to recruit new guys to come out, 
it's you know it's difficult for someone who's never really experienced the game before to just jump right into training with you know guys who played senior level and you know won all Ireland all all, all Ireland finals. Um, so the fact that especially this year we've been re- getting really really strong numbers out at practice and training, um, where that second team really can have a full session of you know fifteen twenty guys you know, kind of more dedicated to improving, you know, your basic skills and, and learning the game and learning the rules. Uh, it's been huge for the club. You've, you've, you've obviously had a, a decent amount of success now, but uh, what would you say are the biggest uh, challenges your club faces both on and off the field? Well, well, yeah, well, on, on the field in LA, we, we don't have any full-size GA pitches. So that that's one thing where it's a kind of a... Uh, false sense of security playing on the the turf fields that are high school f- American football pitches, and you know if you're playing the half back line, you're kicking four or five points from play, and then you go to Boston, let's say, or Chicago, and it's a, a full size pitch. It's just it's a different sport almost. So all our games here on the turf turf field. So we all, that's what we always try and get up to San Francisco at least once a year they have full size pitches and then just as well the fact LA it's so sprawled as a city guys live from you know li- live everywhere that some guys have a, you know, an hour and a half commute to get to train and so it's a big commitment for those i think i would also add that um in terms of like our preparation for for nationals it's tough sometimes for us to get kind of the the number of games that you might you know, be able to get in a Chicago or a Boston or San Francisco where you guys have a full league where you can play all summer. You know, here in Southern California, it's just us, uh, the Orange County Geese and, and San Diego as well. So, you know, we've I think as a club, we've done a good job of, like Tom saying, get up to San Francisco once a year. And, you know, this Austin weekend is going to be a good experience for the club. But just getting more than three or four, you know, quality game experiences before you enter, you know, a national tournament, I think has been a challenge for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We, uh, I mean, obviously we're very lucky up here in the Northeast. You know, we have, I mean, a lot of clubs in one small region, you know, so, you know, except for, so we're in Worcester, which is like an hour outside Boston. But then in addition to that, you have Hartford, which is about an hour and a half outside Boston. And then you have Portland, Maine. So in our division is, uh, there's two Boston teams, Hartford, Worcester and Portland. So actually this weekend we have our first championship game up in Portland. But anytime we want games, I mean, there's 20 clubs we can call to say, hey, listen, you know, just want a game this weekend, just want a friendly. That's fantastic to have. You know, I can see, you know, so we we talk with the Midwest division, you know, sometimes for their games, they're traveling seven, eight hours just Mm -hmm. for a game, you know, and it's really challenging. It it can hurt uh, development because, you know, if you're not playing games, there's no, what's the motivation to play, you know, for one tournament a year. Uh, that's for me, that just doesn't do it. You know, I want to have, you know, multiple games a year, maybe multiple tournaments, you know, something that's going to keep the, you know, keep the wheels turning, something to bring the lads back to. Uh, Cause again, you might lose them in August once nationals, you know, come next year, we're back in obviously new England's a little different with the weather. But if we get back here in April, May, they've already played another sport. They're done. I, I guess that's one of the advantages of the West Coast, where you have that nice weather all year round. So if you want to do a sevens tournament, a nines mm-hmm. tournament, 
yes, it's not the same, but at least you're keeping the lads and the ladies together uh, and keeping the, keeping practice going, etc. Uh, I know, Tom, you have obviously some great memories uh, from Gaelic football, but maybe maybe a, a great memory from your time, one of your best best memories from your time at the Cougars? It was probably the, the second year I was involved when uh, the Nationals, it was in uh, Washington, D.C., and we won Junior C. We played against this team, I think, from Philadelphia, uh, Delco Gales. Do you know that? Yeah, and they're American, yeah. all American young guys. Um, and since then, I think they've won the Nationals each of the, the last couple of years. Like, they won Junior C, Junior B last year. So, But when we played them, that was in 2019, they were just a bunch of twenty-year-olds and couldn't believe how how good they were at the game, and we found it so tough. We were like the, you know, the the old older cranky lads trying to throw our weight around, and we won that game just by the skin of our teeth. But that that was probably the the highlight in my time here. Really outside of uh, last year, obviously, we, or two years ago, we lost the final to Madison. That was a a disappointment and then last year at Donegal Boston it, we I don't know if we, we'll touch on that but that was uh probably 2019 the winning junior C was definitely the highlight you were playing that day Ben yeah that was a great game yeah and it was funny Tom I kind of remember like you're saying we I think we had a lead and they were they were coming back and I think if that game had gone on another you know three and a half minutes they probably would have beat us but yeah uh, you know, thankfully the, the the time expired and and uh, yeah, we were able to lift the trophy that day. It's great. Nationals, I remember we going into it and there was a you know a few of the Irish lads and we were so complacent. We were going in to play Junior C and we you know kind of laughing and joke and think we were going to stroll through the weekend. And the first game we played on the Friday morning and it was against the Cayman Islands. And it was a lashing rain, and it was, I think, the game, the throw in was at 8 or 8 30 a.m. And it was a cracker of a game. It was, we were, I think we were two points down at half time. And I remember walking in thinking, holy God, I didn't think it was going to be this tough. And we ended up again, similar to the final, just scraping through with the skin of our teeth. But that, they, they had a very strong team that year. Uh, I think the, PwC, I think, or an accountancy company have an office there, and they that's why they they were so strong. And then we actually on the Saturday we beat Denver, where the Nationals is this year, and then on the Sunday we beat the Philadelphia team. Ben, do you want to kick us off a one for you? I think I probably have to piggyback off of Tom that that nineteen experience in DC was was pretty awesome, and you know for me that was my first season playing, um, so I think it was kind of doubly special and. You know, it was like kind of going back to the fact that we don't really get enough game. You know, we don't have really have a full season to play here. Um, so one of the kind of unique things about about the Cougars is it's really almost like a one weekend season. Where again, I know in in the Northeast there, you guys kind of have a full league and you can always get a game. For us, every time we train, every time you know we play San Diego or Orange County, we're really talking about how this is at the end of the day it's preparation for nationals so we put a lot of emphasis on on the tournament in august so for me just being new to the game and and you know the five months leading up 
to actually be able to get it done that weekend with, you know, a good group of guys. Um, and then the, you know, seeing the first, seeing the after party tent, uh, for the first time with, you know, mm. with pints and drinking out of the cup, that, that was a pretty cool experience. I think that's probably what got me hooked and why I'm still playing, you know, four odd years later. Uh, I was actually out there, uh, that, that weekend there in Virginia, we, we probably saw you in the tent there. We, we won the, <laughs> the junior B hurling that day. So, uh, wow. Yeah, everybody everybody was well on it inside in that tent, weren't they? It was good. Good, yeah, uh, yeah, good yeah. time down there. After party's the best bit. That's uh, we actually uh, we have that. I don't know if you've watched some of the prior uh, prior episodes, but we talk a lot about that. You know, seventy five percent, twenty five percent ball, seventy five percent crack. Uh, <laughs> one of the boys actually made a shirt. He's actually sending me up a bunch. Uh, it'll have the North America Gaelic football in the back of it. Twenty five percent ball. Uh, with like the the Gaelic football, seventy five percent crack. So pretty excited for that one. Yeah. So so lads, can you talk a bit about uh, your division and like what your what your calendar looks like typically in a, in a in a year there? Yeah. So our division, I would say most of our most of our game, most of our games are played against either Orange County, the Geese, or San Diego Satanta. Um, and I would say most years we try and do at least a home and home with each. Yeah, we'll call it four, maybe five games uh, in a good year. Three years ago, I guess, or two years ago, we started doing our, our annual San Francisco trip, which Tom you know, referenced earlier, which has been great for us, uh, which we usually do in July. The team generally starts training in about March. In years past, we've started doing beach training. It's just kind of like a fun you know, way to start the LA season by doing some fitness workouts on Saturday mornings down at the beach here in Santa Monica, and then really kind of get get after it on the field in earnest, kind of more in April. Uh, and then really, again, it's all kind of preparation for us for nationals uh, come August. There's an idea for a tournament there, beach uh, beach Gaelic football. I'm not sure how you'd, uh, how you'd work it exactly, but definitely something I wouldn't mind trying out. That'd be awesome. I'm sure yeah. we'd get a ton of teams to fly in for it. In LA, no, that's, that's, now we're talking, yeah. you know, I'd be out in Santa Monica Pier, no problem. So I love it out there. That that, that tournament might be seventy five percent crack and twenty five percent ball. I mean, talking about clubs in your division, would you consider yourselves having like a big rivalry? Obviously, some of the you know the northeast clubs have pretty big rivalries. Um, would you have a significant rival that would be a little heated games here and there? Yeah, well, definitely the wild geese in Orange County. We've had some. Definitely tough battles with them, um, but it's pretty amicable, I uh, must say. And San Diego kind of developed a bit of a rivalry with with them lads as well. But uh, I wouldn't say there's the the same, you know, nastiness that you might get back home or maybe in the Northeast. Um, again, might have something to do with the like the championship not having that. But uh, now we've had a few tasty affairs with the geese in San Diego the last couple of years. But at the same time, the, the more you get to know the guys, you know, the, the kind of the, the less heated the, the games become. Um, so they would be, and then Austin this weekend, we haven't played them before. Dallas last year, we played them for the first time. So it's really the, the geese in San Diego, are the only two teams who we'd be, the most for wit, familiar with, but we're hoping to, you know, expand that with the Texas teams and then San Francisco teams over the next few years. 
Ben, I know you have a player in one one of them other teams that you're just like, I can't wait to get ahead of him. Come on, Ben. You know, <laughs> I'm waiting on you here. We're counting on you. <laughs> Some of the midfielders on the geese definitely uh, have, have gotten the better of us over the years. I mean, what's what's kind of interesting, Gareth, is like, uh, you know, the, the three of us between uh, the Cougars, Orange County and San Diego, you know, while we've played each other a lot over the years, we've I'm not sure there's ever been a year, Tom, maybe you would remember that we've all played at the actual same division. So, you know, as our club, you know, kind of came from a, a distant third and, you know, Orange County used to beat up on us pretty good. You know, that that's kind of flipped a little bit where we're, you know, the last couple of years we've gotten the better of them. So there has maybe there was one or two years there in the middle where, you know, both teams were kind of a very similar level and we had some really competitive matches. But really amongst the three clubs, you know, we've we've all kind of been mm. bouncing back and forth between different divisions and different quality, uh, you know, sort of depending on who's playing that season. How, uh, how does it work? And uh, so I take it you, you're just you're automatically placed into the nationals. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah. We are, yeah, and like I said, it's kind of up to the club's discretion. Like, if you, if you feel pretty good about your squad, you might choose to go up a division. Um, so it's a different, different setup to the to the northeast. So we're we're pr- feeling pretty good about ourselves this year. So we're got we're an intermediate. <laughs> it sounds like it's a more community out there. Uh, as a whole it, it's more of like a good camaraderie between all the all the different clubs you know where everybody's kind of like uh, everybody's in the same you know everybody's in the same lane and just mm. aiming for the same thing for each club to get better which is great to see mm. uh although sometimes you like that rivalry but it's also good mm. to see other clubs around you doing well too because uh, you want to see other clubs being successful growing you know we've we like to say some of the rivals in our division you know it's not bitter uh, like on the, what happens on the field, you keep it between the white lines, you know, but you know, when they're growing and putting more teams in and have ladies teams, like I'm just saying for Hartford in um, Hartford in Connecticut, they started a ladies football team this year. They started a ladies camogie team. Uh, they have the men's football, they have men's hurling, you know, so it's great to see clubs like that. And you, you, you wish nothing but the best for them. You know, you obviously for us, we aim for that same, you know, almost that's the rivalry kicks in was like, all right, they started a ladies team. We have to do it as well. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of, but no, it's great to see. And obviously that camaraderie is very important in the Gaelic football community. Just a question for yourself there, Ben. Um, you said you, you said you uh, found the the Cougars online there. Just just curious, like what, what drew you to Gaelic football or what, what exactly got you in the door there? Uh, I think I said earlier on the pod, but, uh, you know, getting, getting to spend six months in college, uh, in Dublin, uh, I was introduced to the sport there and, um, not, you know, playing it, but just being able to watch it a few times. And then frankly, when I was, you know, sitting home bored one night, I was like, I wonder if there's a Gaelic football team here in LA. And sure enough, there, they, uh, there was, and they had a, you know, a legit website and social media. And I was like, wow, this is, this must be a well-run organization. So hopped on it that way. Yeah, I have to nice. give kudos to the website. It actually is pretty slick. Uh, <laughs> myself yeah. and Connor's been on it a couple of times, and mm. once you click in, they have that like drone over the field. Mm. It's actually pretty cool. So, whoever's on that, nice job on that, mm-hmm. uh, and keep that going because obviously, you know, that's there's one thing you saw it like uh, when you looked Google the GA club. The first thing you see is a sharp, tidy website. You know, it's like oh, that. They must be pretty official, right? Uh, 
who knows that that club could have been three people <laughs> <laughs> right now but so let's talk a little bit about this weekend so obviously we've got a big tournament coming up uh can you talk a little bit about the tournament some of the teams that's going to be there and uh maybe some of the teams you're excited to get up against yeah the tournament's been hosted by celtic cowboys the the austin club dallas will have a team there and houston and mexico city uh just formed a, a, a team so they're coming up to play uh as well and it'll kind of be two tiers for the the games there'll be ourselves dallas and austin we'll have our first team teams playing and then our second team are traveling and then you'll have houston and mexico playing off in kind of a, a second tier so it's the first year that it's been organized and Again, we're very excited to be going, getting more games against quality opposition. Austin were intermediate last year. We played Dallas in Junior A last year, so two very, very good teams. And it's the perfect preparation for nationals, you know, getting a couple of hours on a flight to travel and the time difference. So it's just the perfect simulator um, getting ready for nationals. Like that, we're, we'll enjoy a bit, of, a bit of barbecue then after on Saturday and Sunday. I'd say there would be not much ball kicked in them junior levels. <laughs> the streets of Austin, a bunch of Irish lads out there, and it's like, Jesus, I went for a football tournament, didn't even lace up the boots. <laughs> but Ben, you're, uh, are you going to be playing yourself? I am, yeah. We're uh, we're fired up to go. Um, like Tom was saying, it's it's a really good experience for us, and we're trying to you know, as a, as a club and certainly as a first team, we're trying to take this, you know, kind of as seriously as possible, at least until uh, three o'clock on Saturday when, you know, the boys might be hitting the streets and, you know, eating and drinking, but um, the chance to get two games in against uh, teams in our, our division teams that, you know, one we played last year um, and one we've got a really good chance to play this year at the intermediate level in nationals is just kind of experience that we don't really get a chance to do very much. So we're trying to get as much out of it on the field as we can. Um, and then again, certainly hope to enjoy some, some fun off the field as well after. Yeah, no, it's great. There's definitely uh, an uptick in these tournaments and it's definitely noticing uh, some more of them going on. Um, you, you'll have to repay the, repay the favor to uh, Mexico city there. Gareth has been talking about uh, putting a tournament together down there, maybe in January or something like that. That'd be incredible. Mm. Yeah. Cancun, though. <laughs> so just to make it easier, you know, more <laughs> yeah, of a yeah. central location. Uh, you know, people on the East Coast can come down to Cancun, you know. Oh, that'd be that'd be the ideal oh. the ideal trip. I And, you know, Connor just touched base on there. You know, those there is more and more of those tournaments popping up, and I think it's fantastic mm -hmm. to see uh, because why should why should a season be all catered around nationals right i we understand that that's like yes that's the you know that's the sam mcguire of the usga right but for a lot of these junior clubs it's like all right they might play one game on a friday and saturday and then that's it it's done you know more of these tournaments that are popping up chicago just had one there at the weekend and you had team from pittsburgh that, and stuff that flew off for it uh jersey had a tournament uh i think i saw south carolina uh had a tournament so it's fantastic to actually see more and more junior tournaments picking up you know i i would almost like to see more senior tournaments popping up 
uh, just so more of like the senior homegrown clubs are getting more involved as well. Because uh, I feel like I feel like there's such an emphasis on their on the, like let's just say the northeast here for an example. Northeast, there is such a heavy emphasis on winning that specific division. But then when it comes to the nationals, it doesn't really have the same meaning, you know, so they go there with maybe half a team. So why not have more of these like senior tournaments to make it more? And like, I feel like when you have more of the home base lads playing, it almost, it's more meaningful for the home base lads because they're, they're here, right? So a lot of the lads that are coming over for the summer, yes, it's meaningful, but this isn't their home club. They go back and they play with, you know, Nafina in Dublin or, you know, St. John Bosco up in Uri or Bally Bricken in Limerick. You know, you're here for a summer. That's, you know, yeah, it's your home away from home, but it's not my club. You know, so the whole the home base lads, it's almost they take it a lot more serious. So I, that's one thing I would love to see a lot more of those tournaments. And mm-hmm. hey, listen, if you just want to throw together a, a beach, uh, Santa Monica, uh, nines tournament, sevens tournament, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, Wasterfinians will definitely put a team in. You know, we'll <laughs> we'll have to clear it by the powers to be, but I'm sure I'm sure a few lads will be no problem uh, traveling out to it. Well, we'll have to get gags on that, Tomo. I I, yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, we were even talking about uh, who were we talking with last week? Uh, the Marty Ga Marty Ga Sevens, all for uh, it. <laughs> Sma- the the Smash filled Sevens. We need to we need to start making these happen, lads. So. <laughs> I'd love to see more uh, those weekend tournaments. And obviously, you know, they're doing something right down there in like the Texas area because you see, you know, obviously Houston Gales is another one that's popping up. Uh, obviously, you have uh, the Cowboys there. You have San Diego, California. So there's teams popping up literally everywhere. So like, do you see that in, in both? Toronto, Gareth. There, there is. Yeah, I think they've actually traveled to the USGS before. Uh I'm not sure if they have lately. So I actually, we actually, so I used to play with the Mac and Espies in Boston and we actually played the Toronto team in a friendly game uh, back before COVID, but I'm not sure like I'm pre COVID. I'm pretty sure they used to travel to USG uh, GA mm-hmm. tournaments, but yeah. after, since COVID they haven't really been traveling down. So I, cause the Cayman islands technically aren't part of the USGA, but they get invited in every year. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's something where, I mean, the Toronto club, I know there's a couple of Vancouver clubs as well mm-hmm. uh, that maybe get invited too. I, I'm not 100% sure on that, mm-hmm. uh, but I would love to see more of them clubs traveling down. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a big Irish population up in Toronto, uh, British Columbia. You know, obviously, there's a good population, a lot of them big cities, uh, and especially for visas, it's a lot easier. Uh, I know from talking to some of the boys, a lot easier getting a visa uh, to yeah. Canada than sometimes it could be here for the States. So... There's a lot of the Irish flocking out, uh, flocking to the, some of them big cities there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it would be a great idea to see some of those Canadian clubs. Now we've got Mexico City, so why not mm-hmm. open it up to the whole North American region? That's kind of the whole idea behind our podcast is like, you know, why does it have to be, you know, US GA podcast when there is clubs popping up from look at Mexico City, look at the Cayman Islands. You know, there is those clubs in Canada as well. Uh, and more exposure for them too would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd be even interested in going up to a tournament up in Canada. Like, pff, the hell with it. Let's do it up there too, or put a or or put like a regional. Do like the like the soccer they do, like Mexico, the U.S., Canada. Uh, 
do like uh get the best team in Canada against US and then Mexico as well. That'd be great crack. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, USGA are, will have a team that they're going to enter into the All Ireland Junior Championship. Isn't that right? For the correct. Yeah. yeah, Ben's shaking his head, or he's all over that yeah, idea. He, huh? There he is. I, I'm ready to rock. Let's let's get over there. <sighs> let's get over there. Now, Ben, you know there's trials in Chicago. Uh, I believe it's October, right? October, yeah. I, I'm hopefully going to be able to go, and we're. I think we're going to try and send three or four of uh, of the American guys from our club. Um, if nothing else, just you know, kind of keep building the brand nationally. Um, but if you know, if any of us can get on that team, I think it'd be a really cool experience to go mm-hmm. to, you know, actually get to play in Ireland and, um, you know, kind kind of take this uh, back to back to where the game started. It'd be pretty awesome. Tom, how would you, how would you, uh, I mean, obviously playing at a very high level at home, you know, how would you, how would you rate that uh, junior American team? Because there is a lot of phenomenal talent here. Uh, you know, obviously you see it on the West Coast. We yeah. see it here in the Northeast with, you know, Irish lads, like some of them with Irish parents, but some of them that's never kicked the ball, you know, that maybe grew up here and has never seen football and just have picked it up really well, just natural mm-hmm. athletes. How do you think those lads will uh, will compete in a junior championship at home? Yeah, I think they'd be well able to hold their own. Like I said, some of our best players are Americans. And then you have the likes of Delco Gales from Philadelphia, who are phenomenal homegrown American talent, um, I guess. And then I know there was another guy from Boston. I remember watching one of the games last year. Uh, I don't know. You might know him, guys. He was a. He, I think he scored four goals in one of the games. He, he was a an American guy, but definitely the talent is there. Um, it's just the challenge of bringing them all together and from all all corners of the US. That's just the the travel logistics. That that would be the the biggest challenge. But no doubt they would be competitive and well able to hold their own in a junior championship back home. Uh, the other, sorry, the other thing would be that I think it'd be fifteen aside as well would be a big difference. Hmm. I actually never thought about the fifteen aside, yeah, because uh, obviously we're used to the thirteens here. Hmm. Uh, so really, going back into that fifteen aside, where you're used to that big open space in the full forward line, you know, you, that that could definitely be a be a factor. But you know, when I mean, it's obviously them fifteen aside is still going to be a big field. Uh, so a lot of these American kids are just athletes, you know, mm. and they'll run all day. We have a couple on our team. Same thing as you, Ben. You know, they played soccer, pretty high level. Uh, they played a bit of basketball as well. And just, you know, that natural, being able to, like, take the pick up both of them sports, it almost is like the perfect match for Gaelic yeah. football. Um, so, and if you're fit, you know, especially at Junior C level, you know, Junior C is a lot of it's just about fitness. Mm. Can you get up and down the field? You know, can you do the simple pass uh, or like, you know, get it into your full forward? Uh, we have a we have a big lad from Sligo who you just put it in front of him and yeah. just let him do the rest. But yeah, some of the American kids we have are phenomenal. And uh, a couple of them are actually up playing with. Uh, so in the Boston division, you can actually go up. An American kid going can go up and play at a higher level just to challenge themselves. And like, you know, if they wanted to go and play at a senior level, they have that option as well. Uh, but they're holding their own in intermediate and senior level uh, with some, I mean, look at the lads that are coming out from Ireland. Uh, 
you had on that Mac and Espy's team, we had, I'm not sure if you know, uh, Tom, uh, Robert Croft, uh, from Dublin. He plays with the Mac and Espy's. I saw some of that. But at one stage in that game, but he, he, he was saying at one stage, there was four American born lads on the field uh, and a senior. And look at the, look at the players that were playing for that Donegal team. Mm. Uh, you know, you had Shane Carthy, you know, that, like, that's obviously you would know him from home. Uh, but they had a, a stacked team that year. Both teams were pretty good, but they have four American-born players on the field at one time against a senior club at Donegal. That was that's pretty impressive. Uh, so I have no doubt that uh, an American team will go over, and I I I think they'll make noise. I think they'll I think they'll do very well, and I think I think they're I don't give them too much doubt that they'll come home with a trophy. I tell guys all the time that if you if you kind of grow up American, even you know not playing Gaelic football, no idea even it exists. But if you play basketball, if you play football, if you play soccer, especially, kind of the mix of all those sports and the skills that you pick up, they translate really well. And once you can kind of learn the, you know, the finer, you know, mechanics of of how Gaelic football actually works, whether it's you know picking it off the ground or the solo, um, everything else, cause sort of the base, you know, athleticism that you've, that you've learned playing American sports translates really, really well. Um, so if, you know, for guys that can pick it up in their early twenties, I, I think it's the learning curve, the learning curve's not terribly steep. So I, th- I think we could definitely put together a decent American team and, you know, hopefully go challenge over there. So yeah, let's, uh, where do you see your involvement now in, uh, getting football for the short term and long term? I hope to keep playing as long as I can, as as long as the body allows it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I turned thirty this past year, and uh, you know, you can start to feel a little more aches and pains that might not have been there when you're twenty five. Ah, uh, you're uh, still a pup. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's great, and I think one of the things that's cool about our club is, uh, you know, we've got guys playing in their twenties, thirties, and forties. Um, so you know, particularly as much as I love playing on the field, you know, just being part of the community and, you know, having a, a group of guys to hang out with off the field is, is, you know, sometimes just as important. So, you know, I, I hope to be involved with the sport for, again, as long as I, as long as I possibly can, I think it's great. And Ben, I just follow up with that. Um, I guess I just have a good question to follow up on that. You know, as your experience for an American kid, uh, you know, obviously you came out of college. What was it that drawed you? Was it, what was the drawed you to the idea of Gaelic football? Was it that, you know, obviously Gaelic football is very competitive, uh, but it's like the right amount of competitiveness, uh, but with the community aspect, do you think those two are like very equally important, uh, especially coming out of college? Cause other sports, you don't really, I feel like you don't have that competitiveness, you know, where, where people are looking for, you know, you might have a, like a Sunday league soccer game or soccer game or a pickup soccer league, but there's no real like competitive sport with a community aspect to it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's pretty well said, Gareth. Uh, I, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, growing up here in the States, everyone wants to play college sports. That's kind of like our pinnacle, uh, unless you're, you know, on the professional track, which most people aren't. Um, so for me, getting to play soccer in college was, was kind of like for, like, it was kind of the highest level I knew I was gonna be able to play at. And I had a tremendous experience actually playing there at Tufts university in Boston. Um, 
So, you know, in my twenties, I, I just, I wasn't having as much fun playing soccer. It was, you know, there's either guys who are taking it far too seriously and on a Sunday league and you're like, eh, I don't know about this. Or, you know, there's kind of the other end of the spectrum where it's co-ed, which is fun, but you know, you're not kind of getting that competitive itch um, scratched. So I thought it was kind of fun to have a new challenge to learn a new game. Um, and then also when you kind of factor in, once I realized how important sort of the community aspect is to Gaelic football, even some of the uh, traditions like uh, after the game going over and, you know, thanking the other club for the game, um, I, I think is really cool and unique. And, you know, it's kind of part of the Irish culture and it's just something that's so different than what you'd find in American sports culture. I've just always really, really appreciated that and, you know, gravitated to it sort of the minute I, I kind of started to realize how important it all is. Yeah. Well, I guess for the on field this year, the winning intermediate nationals would be, uh, the main goal for us and for me, and hopefully I have a couple of more years to play after this, but even, uh, I think it, in, a, in the short term as well, if we could get a crack at senior, I'd love to get a crack at senior at nationals and up against you know the Boston, Chicago, San Fran teams. So we've we've a lot of work to do to get to that level, and we might need the help of a, a couple of uh, young J one lads as well. But it's I don't think it's beyond uh, beyond us. San Diego were a great example last year, representing our division in, in senior, um, but. Like that, I think I'll always be, even after playing, I'll always be involved in the GA, whether it's coaching or managerial or board level, um, just because it's, like you said, the, just the community aspect. And you know, some of my best friends here in LA, they're in the GA community. So I'll always be involved in some way or another. So Ben, if uh, just to piggyback off them, uh, off that question. So if you had you know, maybe a friend or somebody you worked with that was thinking of getting involved with Gaelic football, what advice would you have for them? I think the, the main advice is, is just try it. Um, Cause most guys that, that come to our training sessions, uh, you know, they, not everyone sticks, but so many people that show up are, are kind of immediately, you know, they get that same spark in the eye that I had. Um, Cause it's just, it's, it's hard to try the game and not have fun doing it. Um, especially with, you know, I can't speak to other clubs, but with this group of guys, uh, who are very, very inclusive, especially to beginners. Um, the most important thing is just to try it. No one's going to, you know, make fun of you cause you don't, cause you pick it off the ground without, you know, using your foot and you can't solo. And, um, you know, we've, we've had, we've had so many more guys, especially this season come out and, and try it and, you know, you can just see, you can see them sticking around and, and getting better each week. It's just all about, you know, getting over the hump of, of, you know, trying a new game. Yeah. Like our club, it's one of our main goals is to the inclusivity of, of local Americans and we'd encourage them to come out. And like I said, the soccer, especially if guys have played soccer, basketball, very transferable to Gaelic football. We, we've also a couple of guys who would have played uh, American football in high school and college, and they're just so tough. And they, they love Gaelic football because of that competitiveness. And they mightn't have 
the you know the the softer skills like someone who played soccer or basketball but they're very tough they they might find themselves in the in the full back line rather than the full forward line but uh that's one of the big goals is for our club is is always to in, encourage the guys um yeah the local guys to come down and take part and as well just the the Irish community you know we're very friendly by nature and they always just seem to blend in and, and feel very welcome whenever they they show up as well yeah so I just want to uh, thank the two boys uh, Ben and Tom uh, for uh, coming on and uh, best of luck to the Cougars for the season and uh, big thanks to our sponsors Mesida and everyone that's listening out there if you like this episode do us a favor uh, if you could leave a like comment share subscribe whatever you can do we appreciate it And uh, thanks, and we'll catch you next time.